Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we're going to be previewing week 10 of the NFL season with a little segment that we call Buy or Sell. Going to be going over the guys that I like this week that I'm buying and the guys that I don't like this week that I'm selling. And this applies for both season long and daily fantasy. Make sure you stay tuned to the episode feed on the podcast. Yesterday, we had a DFS preview for Saturday's college football action. If you are not playing DFS college football, I highly suggest you check it out. It's very fun. Gives a little bit more of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little more investment in the Saturday action for college football. Definitely makes it more enjoyable to watch, more enjoyable to follow. And also, make sure you stay tuned tomorrow. I don't quite know what the episode's going to be yet, but it's going to be something a little bit different. Um, something a little bit new, so just make sure you stay tuned and check it out. If you are interested in my full DFS lineups, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks, and make sure that you are following me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. I'm dropping stats, facts, nuggets, um, guys that I'm playing in DFS, guys that I'm not playing in DFS, pretty much for every slate all weekend. All right, so enough talk. Let's go ahead and start talking about the NFL, week 10. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. So let's start off at the quarterback position this week, and there are three quarterbacks that I am buying. First one is Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears. So Justin Fields, believe it or not, has been the highest scoring quarterback in fantasy football over the last three weeks. What's more impressive about that is he has not topped 180 passing yards in a game in those three weeks. He's doing it by scoring a lot of points on his legs, which honestly is how he should be doing it. If you've been following the headlines on this Bears team, they had that kind of long practice week after they played the Commanders on Thursday night. And they said that they started molding their offense off of some with mobile quarterbacks to take advantage of Justin Fields' athleticism. And my only question was, why weren't you doing that sooner? Well, the results are paying off because, like I said, he's QB1 over the last three weeks. Now let's talk about the matchup, too. Detroit is 30th against quarterbacks, and they give up 427 total yards per game. That's 278 passing and 149 rushing. Heck, Fields might account for all that himself this weekend. Justin Fields is a top five play this week, and he's the first quarterback on my buy list. And he's probably the quarterback that I'm starting all of my DFS lineups with this week. Second quarterback that I am buying is Trevor Lawrence. So he served us pretty well last week against the Raiders, and I like the matchup this week as well. Kansas City has given up six QB1 performances, so that means that pretty much on a weekly basis, about three out of four times they're giving up a QB1 performance, and they've also given up 4.9 fantasy points, more than the league average, two quarterbacks. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty bad right there, 4.9 points above average, that's like that's pretty significant because 15 to 20 is a significant jump. And now, if you also think about this game, Chiefs are probably going to win if we're being honest. So the Jaguars are going to have to throw if they want to keep up, and I think that Trevor Lawrence is the guy to do that with. I think if you're looking and stacking him in DFS, I really like the matchup with Christian Kirk coming out of the slot. I think Kansas City is not great at defending the slot, so I think Christian Kirk will be the guy that I would pair him with if you're using Trevor Lawrence in daily fantasy. Now the last quarterback that I am buying this week is Sam Ellinger. Now you got to hear me out on this one. This is really going to test my Raiders theory because – We've been talking about this every week. The Las Vegas Raiders have given up a top 13 performance to every quarterback that they have played. Sam Elgar is going to put that to the test. He has not looked great in his two starts. Honestly, the Washington game, I think he got a little unlucky. The Michael Pittman touchdown, Frank Reich's, you know, clock management, you know, whatever. But 
against the Patriots, he looked bad. And I, I can chalk that up to just saying, like, hey, like, Belichick is really good about if you're limited offensively, he's going to take away what you can do. And so, you know, I'm willing to throw that one away. I think this is the week where Sam Ellinger's got to look good or else people in Indianapolis are going to start looking really dumb if they don't already. So he is on my buy list. Um, I think that he is streamable as a starter. Uh, I think he's startable in daily. If you have one of these other quarterbacks, like a Josh Allen or like a Patrick Mahomes, I'm not rushing to the waiver wire to start Sam Ellinger in his place. But I think that Sam Ellinger is a viable starter as a streamer and in daily fantasy this week because of the matchup. Now, the first quarterback on my sell list is Justin Herbert. This one hurts because I've been a big proponent of Herbert all season long. Um, he's on three of my teams that I have in season-long leagues. I play him in daily all the time, but there's a lot of cause for concern here. So if you look at Justin Herbert's stats, he is number three in total pass attempts. Okay. He's number 11 in deep attempts. Okay, so he's not throwing the ball deep. That's, you know, that's understandable. But wait for this one. He's number 29 in yards per attempt. So basically, there are three quarterbacks in the NFL that average less yards per attempt than Justin Herbert right now. His receiving core is not healthy. The off the offensive line is not healthy. The offense just isn't clicking. It's pretty much just Herbert and Eckler out there trying to do it all on themselves. And I don't like the matchup either. The 49ers are the ninth most difficult team for quarterbacks to face. They give up two points less than the league average to quarterbacks. So I just think that if you have Justin Herbert, you're probably still starting him. But... I just don't like the matchup. I don't like the recent trends. I'm very concerned about Justin Herbert. The last quarterback on the sell list, well, let me let me give you this one. This is a quarterback who has no games over 17 fantasy points this season, including his game last week against the team that is 30th against quarterbacks. You don't know who it is? What's well, Aaron Rodgers? Because honestly, if you didn't have the name next to him, you would have dropped him already. Aaron Rodgers is worth dropping in season-long fantasy leagues. In my opinion, he's untouchable in daily fantasy. I had him going in a few lineups last week because of the matchup against Detroit, and he let me down. Look, if you can't do it against Detroit, you got problems. Just plain and simple. That Detroit defense is by and large the worst defense in the NFL, and the Packers offense still looked bad against them. Drop Aaron Rodgers in season-long. Don't start him in daily. He's not touchable right now, period. All right? That does it with the quarterback position. Let's switch on over and talk about some running backs. The first running back that is going on my buy list for this week is Christian McCaffrey. Hey, if you were concerned about Christian McCaffrey's usage with the San Francisco 49ers, don't be. He had 27 touches in his last game, and right after their last game, you know, they were on the buy last week, they trade away Jeff Wilson to the Miami Dolphins. So basically, until Elijah Mitchell comes back, Christian McCaffrey has no competition for touches in that backfield. They just used him for 27 last game, really 28 if you count the pass that he threw. And then the Chargers are one of the worst run defenses in the league. They're 31st against running backs. And I just think just absolutely all in on Christian McCaffrey this week. No causes for concern, no injuries. He's going to be just fine in San Francisco. And in fact, I think you can give him a little bit of a boost because the bye week maybe allowed him to learn all those plays in that offense. So Christian McCaffrey on my buy list, RB1 this week. Next up is Travis Etienne. So Travis Etienne is in a rare club. Here's the list of all the running backs 
who got 27 touches in both of their last two games. Travis Etienne. That's it. That's the list. Since the James Robinson trade, Travis Etienne has gotten at least 27 touches in both games. I mean, the matchup against Kansas City, we know that the Jaguars are going to have to score points to keep up. Kansas City plays with a fairly fast tempo, so the Jaguars are going to have a lot of offensive snaps. And they're not a great run defense either. So I just think that when you look at the usage, when you look at the matchup, full go on Travis Etienne this week. Now, this is kind of a chalky week for running backs. Like the running backs at the very top that have been good for you all season have good matchups and you're playing them anyway. Like Saquon Barkley against the Texans to me is a great situation to be in. But I don't know. There's not really a whole lot of waiver wire plays at running back. There's not really a whole lot of value plays at running back. I like both of the Carolina Panthers running backs tonight against Atlanta. Um, I also like both of the Browns running backs against Miami. Um, and speaking of Miami, I really do like Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson Jr. The only problem is, which one? So last week, they combined for 24.7 points against the Bears, which is pretty solid. Most of those went to Jeff Wilson. Cleveland is 28th against running backs, so there's a lot of points to be had. Look, I just don't know which one it's going to be yet. So if you are playing season-long fantasy, obviously you probably only have one of them. If you're playing daily fantasy, you might want to do a thing where you make two lineups and just put one in one and one in the other because I think that there is success to be had with this offense against this defense, but I just don't know which one it's going to be. And so if you want to hedge your bets, I'm absolutely all for it, but I do like both of those running backs this week against the Browns. Now, the first running back on this sell list is DeAndre Swift. So DeAndre Swift's in a tough spot because this is a great matchup, like just a really, really good matchup four running backs against Chicago. But I have no clue how many touches he's going to get. Last week, he played just 16% of the snaps. That was third among running backs behind Jamal Williams and Justin Jackson. Why would I want to play a guy that's going to get 16% of the snaps? More importantly, why would the Lions dress him for the game if he's going to play 16% of the snaps? It's not like this was a blowout where, you know, they just put the scrubs in at the end. No, this was a close game, and they just didn't use him. So I don't know what's going on there, but I'm not going to put DeAndre Swift in a lineup until I'm certain that he is back to 100% and he's back to playing majority of the snaps. The last running back on my sell list is Najee Harris. Honestly, this is the first round bust of the year in my opinion. He has not scored over 14 fantasy points in a game all season, and he had single-digit carries last week for the first time all season. Y'all, this is bad. Like, if you have him, I don't think you can start him unless you're just absolutely out of options. Maybe you have guys that are on a bye, but I'm not starting him. In fact, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't say drop him just yet, but I don't think he is startable right now. Plus, there's a rumor that's been going around all week of the backup Jalen Warren getting more work. If you're a Najee Harris owner, you're depending on that work for Najee Harris because he hasn't been efficient with those touches, so he needs a lot of touches if he's going to be fantasy viable. And if some of that work's going to be taken away by Jalen Warren, that's bad. Like, this is like code red on Najee Harris. So if you have other options, get him out of your lineup. All right, that does it for the running back position this week. Let's go ahead and switch on over to receivers. The first wide receiver that is on my buy list is Stefan Diggs. And look, this one to me, the story writes itself. So Stefan Diggs has been great. He was just okay last week against Sauce Gardner and the New York Jets. I mean, that's a tough matchup. The Jets are really good against wide receivers. 
And this week, he gets the Minnesota Vikings, who are not great against receivers, in a revenge game for Stephon Diggs for, against the team that traded him away. Now, another side plot to this is we don't know about the health of Josh Allen, and people are really concerned that Josh Allen might not play this game. If I'm a Stephon Diggs owner, I'm honestly not concerned. You know why? Because Case Keenum's the backup quarterback in Buffalo. I learned that this week. So with Case Keenum being the backup, do y'all not remember the season that Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs were in Minnesota together and then they just absolutely tore it up? There's chemistry there. There's comfortability there. If Keenum is the starter, he's going to be funneling it to Diggs. I like Diggs in this revenge matchup. No matter who's at quarterback, don't get cute. Stephon Diggs is a top five receiver this week. The second receiver on my buy list is Juju Smith-Schuster. So Juju Smith-Schuster, it was looking bad at the start of the season. I'm not going to lie. But he has three straight weeks of over 18 PPR points in fantasy. That's pretty solid, honestly. If you play him in daily, you're going to get value from that. And in season long, I think he's back into wide receiver two or flex consideration. In his last six games, here are the targets that he received. 8, 8, 8, 5, 8, 12. So a little bit over an average of eight per game in his last six games, including that 12 on Sunday night against the Titans. I think Juju's in a great spot. He's seen a lot of targets with a lot of usage, and he's had the production to back it up in the last three weeks, absolutely buying Juju Smith-Schuster this week against the Jags. Last receiver on my buy list is Amari Cooper. So Amari Cooper of the Browns now, which feels weird to say still, has a great matchup against the Dolphins. He averages over eight targets per game the whole season, and he's gotten double-digit fantasy points in six out of eight games. Look, even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, he's been a solid wide receiver, too, in fantasy, and I don't expect that to change this week. I like the matchup against the Dolphins, and I think that Amari Cooper is a guy that, in season long, lock him into your lineup in daily, put him into your lineups. Amari Cooper going to have a good week this week. Now, a little bit of a footnote to the buy list. There are three bargain receivers that I do like this week. I do like Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool of the Chicago Bears. I think that, like I said earlier, this is a Justin Fields week. I think he's going to be able to throw the ball a little bit better than he has in his other games. And Mooney and Claypool are going to be the recipients of that. Mooney's been getting a lot of usage lately, and Claypool's physical skill set and profile are going to give him a lot of targets down the road. Don't forget about that pass interference that the Dolphins should have had that, honestly, if they don't interfere with Claypool, he probably has a 50-yard touchdown you know, in that debut game with the Bears. So I'm buying them too, and I'm also buying George Pickens this week. So with the trade away of Chase Claypool, with the trading away of Chase Claypool, the Steelers' offense has some targets to go around now, and I believe that they're going to be going to their rookie, George Pickens. They want to see what they have in Pickens, and he's also going to be the deep threat. He's also going to be the physical, contested catch type of guy now that Claypool is gone because Deontay Johnson certainly doesn't fit that mold. So I am buying George Pickens this week. Two receivers on the sell list. The first one is DK Metcalf. Now, Tampa used to be an intimidating matchup, they're not really super-duper intimidating anymore. But if you look at DK Metcalf, look at his game log. He hasn't been over 55 yards since week five. He's, he got off to a great start this season. He's kind of cooled off. Now, granted, he scored a lot of touchdowns, which have kind of you know buoyed his fantasy relevance and kept him worthy of being a starter week in and week out. But I don't know. I don't like playing guys that are touchdown dependent. I don't like guys that don't get a whole lot of yards. So DK Metcalf, a little bit of cause for concern. Don't be shocked if he has one of those like four for 35 games with no touchdown over there in Berlin against Tampa. 
The second receiver on my sell list is Devontae Smith. Look, he is the king of inconsistency this season. He has four games in the single digits this season out of the eight they have played. And he only has two touchdowns on the season. He's also been under 44 yards in three straight games. Look, I think this receiving court is getting taken over by A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. I think that Devontae Smith is kind of clearly the third wheel in this receiving core. And I don't know. If you have him, I'm, I'm trying to find somebody to start him or to not start him. I'm trying to find somebody to start in his place. In daily, I'm not touching him. I just don't think that this is a good week for Devontae Smith. All right, now let's close it out by talking about some tight ends. And I do have a lot of tight ends this week. The first tight end on my buy list this week is Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, I know. He's let us down. He's let us down numerous times, actually. But he is on the buy list this week because he's got a few statistical profiles that fit well. And there's some media clippings that fit well as well. So believe it or not, Kyle Pitts led the league in air yards last week. Meaning that if Mariota was on target for all of Kyle Pitts' targets, he probably would have led the league in receiving last week against the Chargers. And if you look at it, they got a matchup against Carolina tonight. He had 19 points the last time they played Carolina. Carolina didn't really have an answer for covering him. So I think that both of those things bode well for Kyle Pitts. It also bodes well that both his coach and his quarterback have been in the news this week saying that they need to get him the football more. That's what we've been saying all season, guys. I'm glad Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota are finally figuring that out. So Kyle Pitts on the bye week this week, or on the bye list this week, excuse me. And I'm going back to him. He might burn me again, but I'm going back to him. The second tight end on the buy list this week is Tyler Higby. Look, it's not rocket science. Certainties in life, death, taxes, and play your tight ends against the Cardinals. This week, that is Tyler Higby, so he is finding his way onto my buy list. Second, or the third tight end on my buy list is going to be Kate Otten of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Kate Otten actually deceptively has double-digit fantasy points in two of his last three games, and... I just had that quote about the Cardinals. Believe it or not, the Seahawks have given up more points to tight ends this year than the Cardinals have. That's incredible. So play your tight ends against the Seahawks too. And that is going to be Kate Otten this week for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last tight end on my buy list is going to be Cole Komet of the Chicago Bears. You know, we a lot of people, myself included, drafted Cole Komet at the end of drafts to be their starter you know, as just the last tight end drafted as a starter in their fantasy leagues. And he was terrible for the first five, six weeks of the season. And he is back now. Last week, he had a season high in catches, targets, and fantasy points. He scored touchdowns in two straight games. I think this is a full Cole Komet revival. You can probably get him off the waiver wire and stream him in a season-long fantasy league. And I think he is well worth playing in daily fantasy, especially at that low price tag. So I'm all in on Cole Komet this week. I think he is back. Now, for the sell list this week, I am selling the Raiders tight ends. Look, I don't know if Waller plays or not, but it's clear that he's not 100% even if he does go. And then Foster Moreau, you know, he was supposed to be the guy that just, you know, stepped right into the Waller role and got all the targets and got all the catches. It just hasn't happened that way. So I'm avoiding both the Raiders tight ends. I don't want to play a guy that's not 100%, and I don't want to play a guy that is supposed to be in a big role, but by his usage clearly hasn't gotten that role when Waller has been out. Last tight end on the sell list is going to be Dawson Knox. So I mentioned about DK Metcalf being touchdown dependent. Dawson Knox is the king of touchdown dependent land. What? Okay, maybe it's not an actual land, but he is the king of being touchdown dependent 
in fantasy football. He hasn't been over 41 yards all season. His relevant games have all been when he scored a touchdown. And I just, I don't know. I'm not banking on that against that Minnesota defense who's got pretty good coverage linebackers and safeties to put on those tight ends. Minnesota is vulnerable on the outside. They're not vulnerable to tight ends. So Dawson Knox on the sell list this week. All right. So that does it for buy or sell for week 10. Hopefully I gave you guys some names that you need to get in or out of your lineups this week. Hopefully I gave you some names that you can put into your lineups for daily fantasy purposes. And hopefully this is a good week for us, guys. Um, Thursday night football tonight, Falcons, Panthers, I will be watching. Not very hopeful about it, but I will be watching. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it for NFL this week. Make sure you stay tuned to the podcast feed. Got other episodes coming your way tomorrow. Got college football preview yesterday. I highly suggest you check it out. College football DFS is very fun. And then make sure if you want my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. Going to be handing out stats, advice, tips, all that all weekend long. If you have any start sick questions, feel free to tweet at me. I am more than happy to answer them. All right. That does it for this week's episode. Good luck this week, y'all. Thank y'all for listening, and I will see y'all next time.